You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, you know if you follow me on social media at all that I love The Voice. I don't get much TV time around here with uh, 10 kids. Pretty much I never get the remote control, but I figured out how to watch The Voice on my computer in my room, and it has been my quiet time. And I will say this season has had the last season that just finished, had the best guests. There were so many people to cheer on, okay? And you guys know that I'm writing a book with uh, Todd and Brooke Tillman, but my other favorites. So I have I have multiple favorites. My other favorite was John Mullins, and I had a chance to meet him in person last week, and I'm so excited to talk to him and his wife, Whitney. So let me tell you a little bit about them. So John was inspired to start singing in high school. He auditioned for an acapella group and quickly became one of the leads. Soon thereafter, he started playing guitar and writing songs. John went on to study vocal performance in college, where he met his wife, Whitney. They later moved to Nashville so John could pursue his music and build their life together. Four years ago, Whitney hit her head during the fall and lost 60% of her speech and motor skills. John put everything on hold to help her through rehab, and over the last three years, she has improved greatly. Inspired by his wife's strength, John has since gotten back to music. So welcome, John and Whitney. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having us. Bye. I, I'm so glad that both of you are here and I got to meet both of you <laughs> last week. I'm telling you, when I saw you guys and heard your story on The Voice, I just fell in love with you both. So, so thank you. But John, let's start with you and just tell me a little bit about your, your music and just how um, it has just grown over the years and uh, why you love it so much. So music has been an a really interesting progression uh, for me. I went from being a trumpet player in middle school to a singer in high school and trumpet player and then um, went to college for vocal performance for opera. So uh, it was a really interesting change in wow. that. Quite the roller coaster. Um, and uh, my mom always sang. My dad always played trumpet. And uh, my sister always sang and played flute. So we were just really musical. And uh, so recently music has grown a ton for me um, because I'm able to be able to write with uh, different writers here in Nashville. Nashville has definitely helped change the uh, artistic landscape of my music. It's helped uh, people say iron sharpens iron or the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And um and that's definitely true here. And I, so I feel like it's definitely changed the game, being able to move to Nashville, writing with different writers. Um, and of course, the voice has helped really get the music out there in a different way than, than usual. Yeah, I love watching. In fact, I just went back and watched your audition again this morning. <laughs> and Blake is so awesome. Like, I just love Blake so much. It was, oh, wow. It was incredible hearing his reaction. And, and it was very humbling to have somebody that that incredible be be so nice 
Yeah. And he said, this is the greatest day of my coaching career because he was the only one that turned. He kept looking at the other ones like, what are you guys doing? How come you're not turning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then just see the joy, on Whitney, on your face as you just stood back there. And um, it just was so clear. So what was it like to see John? I mean, I'm sure you've seen him, you know, from college all the way through, just finally see him have that moment and ha- see that chair turn. Um. It was very surreal because I, you know, his mom and I argue about who's his biggest fan, but um, I obviously haven't seen him sing as much as as she has or as long as she has, but I have seen all of the hard work that he's put in in the last, what have we been together for 14 years? Mm -hmm. So I've seen the change for... um, over the last 14 years and just to get there and have somebody like Blake Shelton recognize him for who he is authentically was such a huge deal. Um, and that's just been like my heart is that somebody would, my, my like dreams and what I, what I want for him is that somebody will see him as he is and love who he is exactly where he is and not want to move him. So it was really cool um, to see that. Yeah. And it was, it's so cool. And I think, um, John, I mean, between you and Todd laughing and crying, like, <laughs> the joy was so clear. I think Nick even said it once, like, we have laughing and crying. What's going on here? Um, it's so weird because John doesn't cry. And so to see him cry, like, he, he always jokes that all his emotions are in his music. Mm-hmm. So to see him cry on stage like that, I knew it was just such, like, he was so overwhelmed with how awesome that journey was it was yeah it was such an emotional journey lord Mm -hmm. of mercy yeah and then the you know being eliminated and then picked up by nick oh that was such a great moment i was like yay yeah it it was so awesome i can't for both of you to be able to yeah and that was that was incredible and blake had been blake had been really supportive about um about us singing together and how much he loved both of us and, you know, the steal from Nick, man, it's, I, I can't say it's not something I didn't see coming because of yeah. Nick's physical clues during my, Oh uh, yeah. He's like, come on, exit, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> the exit speech. But uh, I will tell you, it's something I'm incredibly grateful for to have that extra time on the show and, and cultivate those relationships with all the cast yeah. And I think that's so cool to see that the relationship afterwards, I've seen you have videos with Mandy, um, who is also an amazing singer. And then she's Todd. incredible. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you always think, um, and I think that's the one cool thing about the voice. It seems like there's more friendships between the, the, I don't want to say contestants, but you know what I mean, the, the people on the show compared to like maybe other reality shows where it's more of a competition you where know, they're fighting. It's really interesting because when anybody asks him like what his favorite part was, he was gone for quite a while. So we were uh, separated for quite Mm -hmm. a bit of time. And he's like, I learned so much, but the time that I got to spend with these these other people and the things that I got to learn from them was his favorite part. So that's really cool that the relationships were formed out there that are so strong. Yeah, they're definitely the the highlight Mm -hmm. is – um, yeah, when we spend 24 hours a day together for <laughs> however long we were out there, um, it's, uh, it's pretty insane to, uh, to be able to build relationships that quickly, that fast and that deep. 
and people to understand because I write books um, and Uh I get together with other writers at conferences and I have a group of writers um, that we get together every summer. This year we're not because of this stupid pandemic but anyway we get together every year and we help we actually help plot each other's books we you know cheer each other on and i think so many times um you know i mean these are people that we're competing for the bestsellers list when we write the books but it truly is like we are helping each other we're giving each other ideas we are you know you know, brainstorming. And I think when you have people that understand and you come with these common connections and this common love, it is so easy to build those relationships and support each other. Like it doesn't have to be this cutthroat world. We can really lift each other up. And as we're lifting each other up, we all end up rising higher together. Absolutely. What do they say? Rising tides rise all ships. Rising tides lift all ships. Oh, rising tides lift all ships. There we go. So when we're we're all, you know, when we're all working towards the same goal and we lift each other up, it's just this, this incredible, and it's funny, people call it a platform. Mm -hmm. And anytime somebody says, what a great platform the voice was, I visually see us all standing on a platform which is ridiculous but like (laughs) i like i just see like all of us lifting that platform together and becoming this one family and i'm a visual person i see yeah it's weird okay moving on no you go it makes makes total sense because in fact one of my friends even called like comparing the writing thing it's like these stair steps going up and as we're helping each other up, like I might help someone up to the next level, but then someone else might be there to like, give me a boost to the next level. Like it is a visual thing when we're all like lifting each other and supporting each other up. Yeah, definitely. And I have to say the thinking out loud song, I want that in my life. Like, can I just, can you just record that and send it to me? I I had actually thought about uh, recording the covers of the songs I did on the show. Yeah. Well, please do. <laughs> I just have to keep going back to YouTube to listen to it. So Aww. it would be helpful for me. <laughs> this is great. But I know. So even leading up to this, I, I would love to talk about just um, Whitney's accident and the, what you had to go through. Because I find so many times, like when we're in these very hard places, we're like, what in the world? Like, why are we here? This is so hard. And then later you could see how, I mean, so much strength comes out of it and growth comes out of it. But in the middle of it, it there's, you know, it's so hard. So can you tell us a little bit and either one of you can share what happened and just what it was like going through that process? Um, John's pushing the microphone over to me. So, (laughs) um, so I, I could start from the beginning, but I, um, was at work and slipped on something on the floor. And, um, the next thing I know, I woke up, um, and I hit the left side of my head, like straight on the concrete floor. Mm. And I remember waking up and I was teaching. And so the kids were like, upset. Um, and we got somebody to come in and, um, I was taken over to the emergency room and everything we thought was okay. Um, they, you know, they said that I had a concussion and that I, you know, I would be fine in a couple days. Um, and I went back to work. Um, but I, I felt like my head was disconnected from the rest of my body. Mm. It was just a very weird feeling. And I, I felt, uh, almost instantly I had like this weird anxiety inside and I couldn't really describe, um, what I was feeling. 
Um, and I just happened to have a doctor's appointment scheduled for that day that I was at work. So I went, it was just a generic doctor's appointment. And when I got there and told her what had happened and what I was feeling now, she basically said, okay, no more driving, Mm -hmm. no more work. Um, you, somebody needs to come get you. Here is a list of neurologists that you need to be that you need to get in to see one of them. And then from there, things just kind of our life just radically changed. Um, slowly, well, pretty quickly after that, actually, um, anxiety kind of started to rule my life. Um, I found that I didn't want to leave the house and I didn't want to be by myself and being around people. Um, was an issue being around even like my family, which there's just my, my mom and my dad and my sister. Um, but being around the three of them and John was, was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up with home therapists, uh, physical therapists, mental health therapists, um, speech therapists, because I started losing words. I had so much anxiety and I wasn't able to communicate. Um, and that caused even more right. stress and anxiety. Um, and I, I, go ahead. And so she, it was almost, it was almost like we went from her having this adrenaline high from falling and getting knocked out and everything like that. And then she started developing these things and it all kind of regressed down to her not being able to put sentences together, not being able to talk and, not being able to finish thoughts, not being able to remember things that had just happened earlier in the day. I remember at one point where I realized I wasn't even completing full sentences. John would complete every sentence for me because I couldn't get the words out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that I knew in my head and in my head I could get it completed, but I could not, I could not verbalize it. Um, And then, balance. Yeah. She was having a hard time with balance. She was having a hard time with dexterity. It was crazy to see all the things that that one hit on the head can control. And, um, so suddenly too. Yeah. So suddenly. And she was just kind of scared that things would never go back to normal and that, you know, she wouldn't be able to finish her sentence again or sentences again or, or not be able to remember how, what she did earlier that day, you know, those, those tiny little things that we all take for granted, she was worried that she would never get back. And how quickly it changes, like one day, like one day right. changed so much for a pretty long time. How long was the processes of the therapist and anxiety? And I'm, um, you know, I'm sure it took a while to come, you know, for, for things to improve. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I am still... In therapy, um, I still see um, a mental health doctor on a regular basis. Um, because which is so weird because it's something – not weird, which is so different for us because it's something before the fall that we never really had to explore. Right. Or- um, I would say three years ago, give or take, when things – we felt like we were back to a norm. Three years ago? Or I'm sorry – a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. About a year ago, we felt like for the longest time I struggled with finding a new normal and like mm-hmm. what um, what that was going to be for me. And I, there there was about a year or two where John and I had to relearn how to communicate with each other because it just wasn't the same anymore. Um, Very challenging. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and I would say about a year, maybe a year and a couple months ago, we, I found like a new normal, even talking about the situation, um, now gives me like my speech is a little more delayed because I don't know exactly how to explain it. Right. Um, I don't know. I will say if I can, if I can interject, I will say that I think we, it was a work in progress and we, I feel like we started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel when we finally were able to get some answers from some insurance companies and whatnot and get in to see this incredible neurologist and as soon as we got into his his office and sat down, and I will talk, I will tell you, we were rock bottom. Yeah, and we, I was working nonstop. Whitney would not be able to. It was difficult for her to function at home. She wasn't able to work, and we finally got into this neurologist and we sat down with him. And please, just please picture the hardest point we'd ever think we'd ever be in our lives. And then this neurologist sits down with us and he goes, how's your spiritual life? Mm. And I'm like, oh, my Atlanta. So we, we, we both, yeah, we both, we both kind of broke down and he started praying with us. And I think that God putting somebody like that in our lives, we don't see him anymore, but God putting somebody in that, like as a pivot point for us was something that kind of let us see that pinhole of light at the end of tunnel at the end of the tunnel. Whitney wants to say something. Um, There's a whole mess of stuff behind the scenes that's included in my story, but um, this was the third neurologist. Mm -hmm. I think that we, I was finally able to see. And after just a couple of meetings with him, he got me in with the right doctors that I needed to be with and the right therapists. And that made a huge difference. And that was a little over a year ago. Mm -hmm. So I think that that kind of finally having somebody I felt like that was on our side who didn't just want to over medicate me Mm -hmm. um, was huge. And how amazing. And I I just love this, how God puts people in our lives. I mean, this is a neurologist. It's like, let me pray with you. I mean, that is so cool. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. And, but that's what you needed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how did that, how did you feel like the difference walking out of that meeting compared to walking into that room? We both walked out and we were like, Oh my gosh, somebody listened. We've finally (laughs) been heard. Yeah. Somebody listened and didn't think that it was, nobody ever said that, Oh, you're just, that you're just crazy. It's just in your head. Nobody ever Mm -hmm. said that, but Everybody made me feel that way. Right. And that was the first time that I walked away from somebody that said, I hear you. I validate what you're saying and I'm going to help you. It was also the first time that we went somewhere where the person didn't think the full answer was on the prescription pad. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's so, I mean, that's so amazing that you know, I can relate a little bit. We have, we've adopted seven kids and, you know, I mean, just the trauma they've been through and yeah. just the hard stuff. And you're trying to find the right counselors, the right therapists. And we were really struggling with one of our teen daughters. And um, we ended up going uh, to this, one, a new 
place. And they sat down and they said, well, she has reactive attachment disorder and these are the symptoms. And we like looked at this paper and it was everything that she was, all her issues and how she was dealing with it and the way she was lashing out at me, like all the things were on that paper. And we're like, just that feeling of we've been going to different people for five years right, right, and oh. different counselors and every week I'm taking her to someplace else and nothing's improving. And, um, I was like, Oh my word. Like it, I, I could totally relate that feeling. Like there's someone who knows the problem and can help us. <laughs> but I love that. It's even like there's, there is a spiritual issue yeah. to this. Cause when you get down in oh, your yeah. darkness, um, so talk a little bit about that, like that, how that, addressing the spiritual part of it has helped you on the journey? Um, for a long time, I was angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very confused because I felt like, I felt like God just kind of walked away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, yeah, it was, it was heavy and it was dark and lonely Mm -hmm. and it was very hard to explain even to John how that, what that felt like. Um, so go ahead. Like imagine being in the worst time of your life and you can't even talk to express your feelings. Right. Yeah. And imagine how lonely that was. And we had to find a way to be able to communicate. And I will say diving into the spiritual aspect and diving into, you know, maybe this isn't happening to us, but for us, we started looking at the things that came from it. And it took even until like this last nine months to a year for me to be able to say, well, this happened, but maybe it was a blessing. Like it's taken me a long time to see that everything that's happened since then has changed our lives for the better. Um, because it felt like it took so much away from me that, that split second of just falling and hitting my head felt like it took away who I was and everything that I was capable of giving to the world or to Mm -hmm. other people. Um, it felt like all of that was gone in just a second. So for me to be able to sit here and say now, I can see how God has used that to change our lives and to help change people around us is amazing. Right. Because in the middle of it, you're not even thinking like if that will ever happen. Right. I, I mean, I remember being mad at God and, uh, you know, when we're dealing with these hard, hard stuff with kids, it's like you knew this was going to happen and you still like let it happen. Right. Like, I don't understand. We like we love you and we're trying to do the best and like why does it have to be so hard so in the middle of it it is it is and I think it's important to know that everyone in some way in their life is going to face a really hard time where it we are angry and it helps me so much like when I go to the Psalms like David is like why did you forsake me (laughs) it is is like it's not going to be perfect and it's okay like God's not gonna be like oh my gosh I can't believe you just said that yeah (laughs) it's okay (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, there was a lot of talking about that. Like, why are we where we're at? And then we started to shift our focus of like, instead of why us, Mm -hmm. things could have been a lot worse. Uh, Things could have been a whole lot worse. I've met several people, especially after sharing this story that have come up to us and talked to us about 
things that they're going through or their family is going through or their daughter or sister. And you realize we were really blessed that I'm even at this point where I can sit here and have this conversation with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. We do say that Whitney's 85% healed. Mm-hmm. We um, see that, you know, she does have her memory back. She has uh, speech back, motor functions. She still deals pretty heavily with anxiety daily. Yeah. And even um, talking about the whole situation. Yeah, and even talking about the whole situation. Like the flow of my speech. But if you are looking from the outside looking in, if it wasn't for that, uh, Whitney would not have started a successful business that she has now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to quit my job and go full-time music. And there's a lot of big things that have happened since then. Opportunities for me, opportunities for her. Um, being able to connect with different people, being able to connect with the people uh, that, you know, are, are basically business or our family that supports Whitney's business. You know, mm-hmm. we've, she's been able to connect with these ladies on a different level because she's able to empathize. And Whitney is a sympathizer slash empathizer. That's what she, uh, that's one of her gifts. Yeah. And uh, I'll cry with anybody. She yeah. will cry. <laughs> she will cry with anybody. So, uh, you know, a if if she wouldn't have fallen, you wouldn't have seen me on The Voice. Right. Just getting that amount of time off of work. Uh, and some of it was on the fly. Some of it was with less than a week's notice. And so um, there's just a lot of – there's a lot of things. To, to be able to look at the bigger picture and see God at work has been um, really eye-opening for us. Yeah. I love that so much. And, you know – I think when we are facing those hard times and we can't figure out what's going on, it does help to look back later and say, okay, I can see there's a good purpose in it. And I think that can bring hope to a lot of people because so many people are just struggling right now. There's changes they never expected. I would say the whole world, basically. (laughs) They're facing changes they never expected. Um, But if, if we look for okay, how can even these little changes, how can, you know, we draw closer to our family can, you know, make more time for each other. I mean, we can either look for the hopeful things or we can be overwhelmed and not that we're never going to have anxiety or worries, but we can find those glimmers of hope in everyday life um, and and know that there can be good that comes out of it. And I would love to hear. um, So we, you know, we're kind of bringing it back for full circle. We started with the voice and just, I know it's a long process, but um, I would just love to hear, and I know you can't share behind the scenes secrets, but I would just love to hear just a little bit about that journey, even to get on the voice. Yeah. So, um, he didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do <laughs> really? it. Really? <laughs> um, let's say I had done, I had, I had done another reality show in 2010 and then I had previously actually been, um, approached to audition for the voice um, before. Mm-hmm. And so I had done, I, I had been kind of burnt by reality television shows. Right. Didn't really have much of a story. Didn't really have much. Um, I, I didn't really have much love for the whole process. Right. And so I will say I went into this audition kind of with crossed arms. I went with a friend of mine and I was like, well, I'll just, you know, get 30 seconds through this appointment and just, they'll say no. And I'll just have a great dinner and I'll travel three and a half hours home. And it would have been a 
good day trip, I guess. Right. And um, so I went uh, for this audition and you were supposed to prepare three songs, one of them to a track. And I don't know if I hope I'm not telling too much. Um, one of them to a track and which is very, very out of my comfort zone. Um, you came and saw the show last weekend and I did not use my guitar once. Yeah. And I will say that is very out of my comfort zone. And somebody even mentioned like, oh, it's so weird to not see you with a guitar in your hand. They, like, <laughs> they were like, you move around a lot. I was like, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, people. Um, so I, uh, I went into that audition kind of with closed again, with my arms crossed and like, you know, these people probably won't really care about what I do and that's fine because I do. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you had to fill out information. You had to fill out your bio. You had to fill out what had happened in the you know most recent years in your life. And, um, I had to give them my phone, which was on airplane mode so that they could play the track. I go in. It's the same person that auditioned me a couple years earlier. <laughs> and uh, uh, they were like, tell us you know, where you're from, how old you are, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my name is John Mullins. I live in uh, right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And um, they said, tell me the first song you're going to sing. And we sang. I sang a, a, a song that I loved. And I was like, it's a song that I had performed a good amount. So I, I wasn't really worried about, you know, hitting the notes. It was incredibly challenging, but again, like it was something I was super used to. Yeah. And so I sang the song and I got like all the way through it. And I was like, Oh my Lanta, she didn't stop me 30 seconds in what's happening. And so she goes, <laughs> then she goes, okay, what's your second song? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like so we're sing, on the second song. <laughs> I'm like, we're on the second song. So I get the second song and, uh, I get through the second song and they, I'm like, I, I have no clue what's happening right now. And so, um, I got through the second song and then all of a sudden she's like, let's hear your third song. And I'm like, this is insane. So the person turns on the track on my phone again, way out of my comfort zone. Um, so I put my guitar down reluctantly and, uh, started singing. And by the end of the song, they were singing it with me, which oh, was insane. Wow. And so like, we were all just jamming out to it. And then she's like, well, tell me a little bit about your wife because she, they were highlighting parts of my story while, they were highlighting like parts of my bio and everything while they were listening. And, uh, we told them about my wife and then they handed, they handed my phone to her to hand to me. And she's like, Oh my gosh, is this your wife? And I was like, yes, the most beautiful woman in the world. And she's like, it's obvious you love her so much. We love your voice. We're so you know, thankful you came. And I was like, you know, you actually auditioned me a couple of years ago. And she was like, well, did I yell at you then? Cause I yell at people. I said, I don't know, but I probably yelled back if you did. <laughs> and she was like, it was just funny. And she was like, you know, we're going to send you to this, you know, other part of the audition process, which again, like you don't see many people going to mm -hmm. that come out of that room. So it was really cool. And um, we specifically prayed through the whole thing that God would open the doors that were supposed to be open and close the doors when they were supposed to be closed. Yeah. So it was really interesting. We never prayed for me to win the show. Yeah. We prayed for the, for me to be off of the show at the right time. And so um, we were praying, you know, if this is the door that you want to be open, God, then open it a little further so I can walk through because I'm a big boy. Um, <laughs> but uh, so got a call later and uh, there were a couple other steps that you had to take, a couple more trips. And lo and behold, there I was for 
blind, blind auditions. auditions. And it's probably the most nerve wracking thing I've ever been ever, ever done in my life. Um, I was being on that stage with all those cameras and the judge or the, sorry, the coaches and the audience. And they had told you, they said at that moment that you're on the stage, you know, all this preparation you've put into it, all the preparation we've put into it, every single person that's in the audience, every single camera person, every person that has provided food for you, every person that's been ushering you around and driving you to places at that one moment, they're all there for you. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, they're like, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Timing plays a big role into it too. So you kind of get a little nervous. Like, am I at the end of the auditions Mm -hmm. or I'm at the beginning of the auditions? Like you kind of know, you don't know what's available, but you do know, you know, on the day that you're auditioning, like, Oh crud! I'm a little How nervous. How many people have made it through? Before yeah, you? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, it's it was quite the nerve wracking situation, and uh, thank God Blake um, heard something that he liked, and from that moment we knew that something had changed, and that something um, in our lives was going to be different at least for a little while. Yeah. And uh, it was something we were incredibly grateful for, and it was definitely a huge glimmer of hope and light during this whole time in America fell in love with Whitney and fell in love with our story. And it was something that a lot of people could relate to some, something that a lot of people have reached out talking about, uh, you know, their experiences and whatnot. And during the time I was gone, Whitney had to be left at home by Mm -hmm. herself, (laughs) except for a short amount of time, but, but we got a dog, but we got a dog. (laughs) The dog was there. We got a little puppy. So, but yeah, getting on the show was something that I never had thought uh, would even happen. Uh, you know, forty to forty-five thousand people try out for the show, yeah. and once you make it onto a team, this season you're in the top forty, and that was mind blowing. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> just getting on the stage is a win. I mean, yeah, I mean, just honestly being looked at by the show is a win. The, yeah. the people that were at every single stage of the process were stars in their own right. And so to be able to progress even further was a huge honor. Yeah. And I think, definitely. I mean, I love the show. I think this season, I don't know. They just had some extra remarkable people to me. I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed like it was an extra amazing group of just not even singers or musicians, but, people like the people there really seemed to shine we had all we yes i i agree we had all talked about oh my gosh we feel like we're just the closest like family Mm -hmm. and we were all not bragging on ourselves but we were like oh my gosh we love each other so much and it's we're all like texting back and forth and we're all cheering each other on and we're all it it honestly felt like we were so incredibly close Mm -hmm. and we all uh we i mean we all we still keep in touch and you know being able to have that type of connection with people who love music and creating just as much as you do was was such an incredible experience and something that every singer needs to experience whether they experience it on the voice or whether they formulate you know or form together their own little group of writers that love music as much as they do just to have somebody somebody there that's basically on the same page as you with music really felt great yeah 
So what is what has happened afterwards and like what can we look forward to? I know I need some music from you. So Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you follow me on the socials or not on like Instagram. Uh, I know I know we're friends on Facebook, yeah. but on Instagram and Facebook I've been posting um some really fun sneak peeks. Um, I was able to release an acoustic version of my newest song that's going to be coming out called Better Man. And I released that on May 5th. Uh, a lot of snags have happened, which happens with music. And, you know, thanks COVID. A lot of crazy things yeah. have happened. Um, but uh, that song is slated to release, God willing, at the end of August, beginning of September, uh, full version. Good. And then after that, there will be uh, a couple singles releasing after that. So it's just going to be single, maybe video, single, video, single, video. Um, just kind of keep you keep you on the edge of your seat <laughs> with the new music. And um, some really great people have come into my life um, actually before the show. And I was able to talk to them after the show regarding uh, opportunities that have been coming up. Uh, a lot of people have reached out about specific opportunities. And this person has really helped me kind of uh, focus in on what needs to happen, who needs to be part of it, um, kind of kind of like a management type thing. And so I've, I've really enjoyed working with him. He's been an incredible person and he's also introducing me to the right people and new writers, incredible writers, incredible producers. And so being able to have uh, that type of management and help has really point me in the right direction. Um, but again, it's after the show, just seeing the overwhelming support, the growth of my social media family, mm -hmm. um, people reaching out for very fun opportunities, things that I can't quite discuss right now, but it's a lot of really cool things have been happening um, past the show. I hate that it's such a vague answer. It's like, but, we'll, just have to, we'll just have to keep following um, you. <laughs> you'll just have to keep following. John Mullen's official. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, it's so funny because so we... Uh, and I watched every episode of The Voice all the way through my family. I'm like, you need to watch this with me. And they're like, you know, watching whatever they're watching on their show. Um, <laughs> so well, I would, my, like my teenagers, that, that was the first time they saw you was at the concert in Pigeon Forge with Todd. Oh, wow. And they're wow. like, oh, my gosh, he is amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know if you heard the screaming. <laughs> the screaming was my daughters uh, who just oh, like they just loved that's... your voice. And they're like, we want to meet him. <clears throat> so just to let everyone no, after the show, um, uh, John and Todd are standing like outside, they're greeting people, and <laughs> Todd like is there to ready to pose for a picture, and they're like, "We can get a picture with Mr. Todd anytime. We want a picture with Mr. John." <laughs> and so, literally, they had Todd move so they can get a oh picture gosh. with Mr. John. <laughs> it would have been funny if they're like, "Hey, Todd, can you take the picture?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, you know, another great thing that has come from the show is my friendship with Todd. Mm -hmm. um, all, all, all of our friendships, yeah. Lord of mercy, all the friendships, but it's been really cool. Uh, Todd and I were definitely an un, not unlikely, but I think the voice knew what they were doing when they paired us both together. Um, it was, it was very interesting. Our voices are completely opposite, but we both have very similar power mm -hmm. behind them. Yep. And so uh, it was a really cool melding together of voices. And I think that kind of helped us grow together even more. 
is having that type of vocal chemistry too. And so uh, it also helps that we practiced the song like 500 times. <laughs> Ghost in we the spent House. Literally, For those who, yeah, haven't, we, <laughs> who those aren't familiar, you have to go to YouTube and look up Ghost in the House. Um, amazing. Like I, I keep listening to it over and over again. And you're right. I mean, your voices are different, but like all of a sudden, like he would sing and we're like, oh man. And then you would sing. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's just like, it was amazing. Yeah. Very amazing. It was Oh, I mean, it was just, we spent so much time together and it was so great to be able to do that. And then, um, got to work with Ari Moon mm-hmm. for my knockout and she is an insane vocalist. So being able to formulate those more specific friendships and, uh, man, just being friends with him and got close to Mandy, Joey Fulco, uh, Cedric, like all these incredible friends that we made throughout the show. It's Man, I can't keep talking about the relationships enough that we created. It's just such a blessing. Yeah, and I, I love that. And I think um, it really is, when again, going back to when we can build each other up and support each other, that's what it's all about. And that's why, I mean, that's why I love even doing this podcast because I'm like, I want to give a voice to people, let people know who these exactly. amazing people are and hear their stories and, and share what God is doing in their lives because that's what it's all about. It's all about us encouraging and supporting um, each other so thank you so much for being here both of you um again why don't you share your social media again and then we will have it in the show notes but go ahead and share it just so people can find you yes you can find me on facebook and instagram at john mullins official j-o-n yeah, John no Mullins. H. No H. Don't waste the letter. Don't, we don't need J-O-N- a name. <laughs> <laughs> J-O-N Mullins official. And then on uh, YouTube and Twitter, it is John Mullins Music. Awesome. Okay. And you roll the J according to. <laughs> you roll the J. It's J- John. Okay. Oh, okay, and Ari people. was explaining how to pronounce her name. And John's like, and, oh, and you roll the J. Was like, <laughs> it was- and roll the J. Roll the J, people. Okay. Is it too it much was- to ask <laughs> if you will sing a little song or sing a little something at the end of this? Yeah, I would love to sing. Okay. Let me grab let me grab my guitar right, really quick. Sure. All right, I'll take just a moment. All right, so I'm gonna sing a song for you. This means this song means so much to me. Um it goes along a lot with our story. Mm-hmm. Um so when we were after Whitney had fallen, I went from playing three to four shows a week to probably not definitely not playing that much so we we focused definitely on making sure Whitney could heal and get better which again as a husband that's my duty I wouldn't have done anything else but to make sure we could be on the road to recovery and um it had been a long time probably about two and a half years since I had written a song by myself and um so two and a half years later we're driving in the uh car on her way to parent on her way to her parents uh in indiana it's like midnight <laughs> it was like midnight <laughs> i uh she whitney was sleeping in the car as she usually does <laughs> and she wakes up and looks at me and instead of like listening to music and jamming along or listening or talking on the phone or something i was just sitting there staring out into the like dark abyss of back roads indiana, indiana. <laughs> and um she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm writing a song. <laughs> and it had been two and a half years since I'd written a song by myself. And at that moment, it was like every single thing that had happened in that in those past two and a half years came to a head. And I was able to finally put it into mm. words. So this song is called Drive. And I wanted to write it to let Whitney know that no matter what twists and turns or curveballs life throws at us, I will do everything in my power to get us through it. And... uh 
So I'm going to play Yay, it for you. I'm so excited. It's called Drive. <laughs> This beat-up car, you can hear it rumbling, won't get us very far, but it's still running, and I bought a little gasoline, with the rest of my cash, and we will just drive, we'll just drive, with our windows down, and hair blowing in the breeze. In the country air, it reminds us that we're free And we haven't slowed down, though we don't know where we're going We'll just drive, we'll just drive There'll be twists and turns and lessons learned Sometimes we'll have to stop and rest We'll start back up just like we never stop. We'll let the open road, let it do the rest and drive. If you're getting tired, leaning closer. Close and rest your eyes And I'll wake you when it's over And I'll get us both through the night It don't matter how many miles I'll just drive I'll just drive There'll be twists and turns And lessons learned Sometimes I'll have to stop and rest We'll start back up just like we never stop. We'll let the open road, let it do the rest and drive. We'll drive. We'll drive. There'll be lessons learned. So times will have to stop and rest. But we'll start back up just like we never, never stopped. We'll let the open road, let it do the rest. And you and me will drive. Just drive. Oh my goodness, I have goosebumps. That was so amazing. Okay, I have to say this is my favorite podcast recording ever. That was so awesome. I'm like sitting here like I'm getting a personal concert. Well, I know all my podcast listeners listeners will get it too, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. That is that was, awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, that's that's incredible. And let me do. I'm gonna do one th- one more thing for you. Give me okay. just a second. You ready? 
I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up, giving up, no, not yet. Even when I'm down to my last breath. Even when they say there's nothing left. So don't give up on I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up, giving up, no, not me. Even when nobody else believes. I'm not going down, that is a lie. So don't give up on me. Ben curling over here. Just give you that. Just give you that little snippet oh, too. I love it so much. I, okay. I appreciate. I appreciate your support yeah. and your having us on this show. Uh, I know Whitney appreciates it too. So thank you so much. It means so much. Yeah, to us. I love it so much. Thank you for being here. And we're again, we're gonna have all the links in the show notes, and we're gonna be following you along for all the where we could get the music and buy the music because I want it all. So just to let you know, <laughs> thank you thank so you. much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Talk to you okay, soon. Thanks. Okay, how amazing was that that we got a private concert from John Mullins? I'm just saying that made my whole day. And truly, I was just cheering him on um, as he was on The Voice and afterwards and be able to see him in concert in Pigeon Forge. I am so amazed by just how God uses people to just share his joy. And the same thing with Todd and John. Just seeing them, you can see the joy of the Lord on them and in their lives. And I am so thankful for John and Whitney being here and sharing their story. And there are those dark days that we walk through. Sometimes we wonder, why is this happening? But I love how they said if it wasn't for Whitney's accident, John wouldn't have had the time or the opportunity to go and pursue the voice. And now look what's happening. More people are hearing about him and his music and hearing their story and being able to relate to them and open up to them. So it's just amazing how some of the hardest things end up being the things that can lead to some of our greatest joys. So the Walk It Out scripture for today is uh, Psalm 105.2, sing to him, yes, sing his praises, tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. And I just love how now that John and Whitney have this platform, that lots of people know them, know their story, that they're able to tell about God's wonderful deeds. And I'm also so thankful for that neurosurgeon who's able to just look at them and say, what about your spiritual life? Can I pray with you? And I love that no matter where you are in life, no matter what sector you work in, God can use you, whether you're a neurosurgeon or a musician or a writer or a waitress, and especially you know a parent, God can use us to impact other people. And that is just so encouraging to me. I love that part of their story. So let me just take a moment and pray for all of us. Lord, and I know everyone right now is just facing so much uncertainty. And maybe like Whitney and John, they might be in a season where they feel like what is happening and they're so unsure and there's anxiety and there's that darkness. And they maybe listeners are even angry right now about the situations that are happening, Lord. And I just pray that, um, that it's okay for, you know, that each person will know that it's okay to have those questions in doubt, but just keep clinging, just keep clinging. Um, Lord, I pray that if anyone is going through a hard time, that John and Whitney's testimony will just bring joy and light. And I know for me, I'm just going to go back and listen to that song again. (laughs) 
listen to him sing because it's so encouraging. Um, and I pray that you'll bless John, bless Whitney. I pray that you will bring complete healing to Whitney and that you will um, just use both of them to impact so many people. I thank you for their music. I thank you for their life. I thank you for also, Lord, every listener out there. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, again, you can always go to the show notes at walkitoutpodcast.com, get all the links, go over to John's, um, John Mullins official on Facebook and Instagram and connect with him there. And also um, follow along and see when his music is coming out. I know that you will be encouraged, but thank you so much for tuning in to Walk It Out today. I know that... Um, that I am blessed by you. And I pray that this was a blessing to you today. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.